Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. Welcome back. And to you, sir. Hey, it's nice to have uh, your Katra back in your head, eh? (laughs) I'm always forgetting it somewhere. (laughs) Uh, So we're on minute number 19. Mm -hmm. And this minute starts with Sulu giving an update on their arrival to Earth, and uh, McCoy ends while attempting to enter a philosophical conversation with Spock. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, right? Yeah, it doesn't go well. Okay. All right. Sulu giving an update, or reading it off a board is what he looks like he's doing, doesn't it? He totally does. Yeah. Um, He's not not interested in this minute. Which I was, uh, you know, he's... (laughs) He's not interested. He's, he's check-offing it right now is what he's doing. Oh, do you think he's like just – he's he think he's not reading the the arrival time. He's actually reading something else that's up on the monitor, and he's he's not really paying attention? He's making sure that uh, he, he's uh, making it through all the traffic. Traffic. Well, that's what he looks like he's doing. Like he's looking at this the main viewer as if there's like cars in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, check-off is, you know – He's just looking down. I don't know. Sulu looks like he's looking like there's a reverse shot of this uh, a little bit into the minute, and you can see the monitor, right? They've got the monitor, the yeah. view screen is on, and you know there's a star field out there, so that you know. But there's nothing on it. But there's nothing on it. But it also looks like I mean, if you followed his eye line, it looks like he's looking above the view screen. A little bit, yeah. yeah That's why I like said that. he's he's kind of he's just watching the scores, probably, or he's watching the guy. Above with the boom mic. <laughs> don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, we're we're on our way to Earth, and you know, six hours. They're six hours away. Uh, Chekhov gives his update and says that there's no, uh, no Federation vessels, you know, basically around. Um, and then you know, Kirk being, hmm, it's unusual. Yeah, this well, a couple, a couple things, right? So this Wessels, right? Is, <laughs> obviously, we know this joke. Yep. But I was thinking, is this is this where the the, the Wessels stuff is established? Is it in this movie, or is it is that been a been a checkoff that's thing a, all along? That's a that's an interesting question. Um, I sort of was thinking about that as I was, uh, you know, before we were as I was writing out my notes and stuff like that, because in my in the script it actually says Wessels, <laughs> right? And I'm just kind of like. Is that the? Did he really not say that before? So I think that's a homework assignment okay. to see, like, if he said Wessels in like TOS, or if, you know, he did it in motion picture, or if this is like the beginning of the joke. Right. <clears throat> and is it? And if it is the beginning of the joke, this is just a setup for the joke later. Oh, I, this is totally a setup for the joke later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I think pays off fantastically. Of course. Um, I found it interesting that check out you know Chekhov's comment you know and, and no Federation 
Wessels on assigned patrol station. So, is this is this just information he has? He he's familiar with uh, the patrol stations. Um, well, I'm sure because they're they're hooked into uh, the Federation, right? Didn't they before they took off? They made sure they were hooked into the Federation computers. They made sure they could interface with them. Yep. So, yeah, so, so that's what he's doing. He's watching. Uh, either it's a like a scan. Or, you know, like if they got to a certain point, they would have been hailed to say, mm. you know, Klingon ship, we have you on approach. Please identify, you know, kind of like that. Right. But um, I, I love that stuff. You know, I think I've talked about it before. You know, we talk about three-dimensional space. Mm. And, you know, if there's a ship, if there's supposed to be a ship at a certain point, you know, to, you know, to hail incoming, incoming, incoming ships... Right. Then, you know, where does that, how do you space out all of these ships that are supposed to be uh, these patrol stations, right? Because you've got to have them oh, yeah. positioned out in three-dimensional space, like in a big <clears throat> sphere around Earth. Well, they get some sort of, I mean, think about air traffic controllers and all the planes that, like, when you're flying up in a plane yeah. and you look out the window and you see another plane. Yeah. Like, like off in the distance. Like, th- that's what they're doing is, like, they're maintaining, like, all of that. Just over like the United States and, you know, all the planes that are on approach and just hanging out up there, you know, circling, waiting for their turn to land and the same sort of thing, I would think. Okay. Just maybe on a bigger scale. But there's just, so there's just a lot more of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's the logistics of it all. I always wondered like, yeah. how, because it seems to me like it'd be, it'd be easy to get around a, a, a border ship, say. Right. Yeah. Um, so my question, my question with Chekhov's comment is not so much, uh, is more so in the sense of he says he says uh, you know Kirk tells him says any signs of Federation escort and he says no sir, and no Federation vessels on assigned patrol station. Does that mean because everything's dead, like they can't, like mm-hmm. are they are they is this from you know that they're not scanning and seeing any ships because they've moved. Or because they're emitting no like power, yeah, and that, like, they're not able to scan and right. I, yeah. I think that's what I'm what I'm thinking of. It's like you know, and maybe this is like the naval tactician. You know, like when you're in a sub, you have sonar, so you can you you, you sweep out and you can sense what's underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, is this the same sort of thing? Like when your sensors are out, like you sense a ship, but or is it you sense the power of the ship? Uh, yeah, I guess I've always thought it was they're sensing the the, the power and the energy signatures or okay. you know the warp. The so they could they or, could they could fly by a ship and not even know it. That's I think so. I think if so, if that ship was let's just say the Saratoga yep. is in their flight path and it is you know we talked about it they're all dead right they they they, they lost their power they're dead. Uh, so it's really just it would be like passing by an asteroid or something right it would just be some rock floating in space and uh, so I would think. I would think they could fly by it and not necessarily know unless they saw it on the view screen. Right. Uh, hmm. So, yeah. They're gone. Everyone's They're gone. dead. Everyone's dead. <laughs> what about that solar sail? Maybe that's what Sulu sees. Is that a solar sail out there? <laughs> could be. But, uh, yeah, would they pick that up? I guess not if it was a something mechanical. I don't know what a solar sail is. I don't know what it does. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, my assumption is he's not seeing anything because all the ships have been knocked out, right? Yep. Um, so this should just be a little bit more, you know, just raising the level of 
ominous, um, <laughs> ominousness. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I said this same thing in search for Spock that Kirk was saying, well, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then not doing anything about it. <clears throat> well, well, this, less, well this goes back, this goes back to Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Where the two ships are, you know, this is damn peculiar. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't learn their lessons. I don't, I don't, I don't he's think, a bad captain. <laughs> but you think Kirk would be like, you'd have some form of PTSD that just says, you know, as soon as he steps onto his bridge, uh, raise shields, red alert. Right. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to fly with shields on all the time because I keep getting uh, hijacked and caught off guard. And yeah, um, something always happens when I'm flying in a ship. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So Uhura, so now he's trying to figure out what's going on. So he's asking Uhura what's on the comm channels. And uh, uh, she gives yeah. some multiphasic yeah, transmissions. Yeah, multiphasic transmissions overlapping. It's almost a gibberish, which, yeah, it's all gibberish there, Uhura. Multiphasic <laughs> transmissions, like, okay, what, what, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you know? I, I don't. Find out. I don't. I don't know. And it, it's annoying. Annoying. Um, she 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 annoys me a little bit just for her, just a little bit for her attitude here. Like, and maybe I'm. And we, we we I think we've complained about Aura before because <laughs> yeah, she has she has she has like one job on the on the ship, and, and it's a big job. Let's not let's not make light of it that she's got a you know a tiny little job. She's got you know she's got communications, but the way she's exasperated by it, you know. Uh, multiphasic transmissions overlapping. It's almost a gibberish. Gibberish. <sighs> See if I can sort it out. You know, like that's what you do. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's your job. Just, that's your that's your job. Look at all this. Look at all this trash I got to pick up. Well, you're a garbage man. That's what you do. <laughs> you pick up the trash. <laughs> well, see if I can do it. Yeah. Again, it, it, her training. What's okay? Multi. Multiphasic transmissions overlapping. There's, isn't there a process for that, or is this just something totally unique that you know she'd never experienced before? If so, say that, right? Because then at least we'll feel, you know, a little bit of sympathy for her. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty just... sure if I walked into work on Monday and someone said, "Hey, we're having all these problems with the servers," oh, well, see if I can sort it out. You know, they'd look at me and be like, "What are you talking about? That's your job, man. <laughs> get on it." Yeah, yeah, get on it. Yeah, and what does Kirk even say to anything? He no, he doesn't really reply to her, does he? No, he just sort of goes off. Well, we switched to to McCoy and uh, the the Spock show. Ugh. All right. So we're gonna do this part, huh? <coughs> yes. All right. So this is. Uh, so well, you wanna, to, so uh, before we get to them, okay. if we're still on the the Uhura show. <laughs> yeah. If you look, so we're facing cameras facing the two of them. They're in frame. Mm -hmm. They got all the cool. Uh, TVs and scanners and everything going, which, by the way, cool upgrade over previous seasons, graphics-wise. But you look to the right behind her, there's like this red screen, and in the middle, it looks like almost like a evil pumpkin <laughs> in the middle of the thing. And I'm like, what is yeah. that thing? Yeah. It's it, distracting. <laughs> evil pumpkin. It does. It looks like an evil pumpkin. It sure does. Uh... <laughs> Let's keep an eye out for it. That's uh, 
see if that shows up. In, it's probably, I'm sure it's somewhere else. Because um, why would Klingons have evil pumpkins on there? It's not the Klingon logo, is it? No, it's, it looks like a little pumpkin. And it looks like it has like one eye and like it's smiling with two teeth. It totally <laughs> looks like a pumpkin. Uh, well, I don't have an answer for you, buddy. I'm sorry. But now... Uh, okay, we can move on to your gripe. <laughs> to my gripe. Well, uh, lo and behold, it's the Spock show, and look what he's sitting next to. The evil pumpkin. <laughs> it is. It's totally the evil pumpkin. I think what it is, you can see it better there. I think it's an overhead, like, I think it's the bird of prey. I think yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> But now but doesn't, it, doesn't it look like an evil pumpkin? Oh, no, no. That's all I'm ever going to see now. So thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Once again, things that we ruin with Star Trek Minutes. <laughs> They're not, I'm not ruining it. Well, I can't unsee it. All right. Um, so, okay, I'm going to start with, I appreciate, and this is going to spill over, so I don't know if I'm going to rant uh, <clears throat> this entire episode or... I'm going to save it for Wednesday, and because this 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 is this conversation that starts in this minute with between McCoy and Spock, right, uh, runs over. But um, I appreciate I appreciate what McCoy is trying to do here, trying to engage Spock, and I I think he's trying to uh, uh, test him in a way, right? Because he's you know the right. last time uh, McCoy is like, are you sure about this to Kirk? You know, are you sure Spock should be right? Yeah, sitting in the chair. Um, so you know, it's I, I don't know the, the the scene is so awkward to me. Um, you know, starting with McCoy just saying hi, are are you busy? Right. I'm like, what? It's such a weird opening. Um, and then Spock's answer, Uhura's busy. I am monitoring. Well, that to me, I, I just feel like that's you're you're busy. Uh, Uhura is busy. I am monitoring. Okay, well, so if you're monitoring, you're you're busy doing something. I assumed that you know, it's a joke. <laughs> is it a joke? No, McCoy was joking. I think when he says "hi, busy," like obviously he's doing something. So he's, I think he's just his in, he's interrupting Spock. You know, like when someone's doing something and you walk up and you're like, "Hey, you busy?" <laughs> right, right. Well, clearly you're busy doing something. But now, but now Spock says he's not. He's saying, I'm monitoring. But I would have said, isn't like 90% of the science officer's job to be monitoring stuff? So wouldn't that be your definition of busy? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, that bugs me. That So let's see if I can see if every sentence in this, <laughs> this scene bugs me. Um, you know, McCoy's like, you know, glad to have, you know, your Katra back out of, you know, out of my head and uh, tries to make another joke. Uh, I, you know, may have carried your soul, but I sure couldn't fill your shoes. Right. Um, so it's one, even for the audience, not very funny. Um, totally lost on Spock, where he just replies, "My shoes." Um, but I gotta say that I'm very surprised that you don't think these are funny. I. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm not. I'm, it, it's perfectly fine if you're annoyed by Spock and. He comes off, but I just I, I feel like it's it this it's, it's like Laurel and uh, Laurel and Hi or Abbott and Costello. Okay, All it's right. like hey, your Katra's good to have your Katra back in your head. I mean, I've carried you so, but 
I, I couldn't feel your shoes. Do my shoes. You know, who's on first? No, who's on set? You know, like. Okay. I, I thank you. I appreciate what you're trying to do. <laughs> okay, but here's okay. So here's my. Uh, I'll ask it now. And yeah. Maybe I'll save the rest of it for for next minute. But so the question I want to ask is. Uh, Spock. Spock already. We've had a you know uh, interaction with Kirk where he we won't call Kirk Jim. Right. Um, you know Spock. Don't you remember? Right. And you know he wants. You know, oh, you're Admiral. And so, what about Spock and McCoy? It, does does Spock even know who McCoy is at this point? Yeah, I think he I think he is, but clearly he's not he's not engaging McCoy in the way that he normally engaged McCoy because I think you know they had their own repertoire in terms of how they interacted with each other, yep. and we saw that in like the show and you know the movies up to this point right. that. There was def a definite, you know, love interaction. You know, McCoy would get heated. Spock would make a joke, and you know, McCoy would get more heated, and then it would be green-blooded, inhuman. You know, would come out. Yep. But here it's a little different because Spock, who's playing the straight man, is playing it so straight that it's almost to the point of, yeah, he doesn't know McCoy because he doesn't know him that intimately anymore. Well, there you go. I think you, you got exactly to where I wanted to go, which is, is their history, you know, is their history gone? That the the relationship that they had, they you know, the kind of that antagonistic relationship that they had with one another, you know, the grudging admiration and you know, right. Uh, is it? It feels like it's completely gone here. Yes, I, th I think it's. A, I think, yes, I feel like it's it's gone. It's gone. I, I think right, this is right now. Right now. Yeah, it's but gone. But I think, but I think, I think as we see going forward, he things happen, and I think things may change. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I hope. I mean, I mean, but we'll get to that when we. Yeah, we'll get now. to that when we get to it. But I think that's one of the key things to look for, right? As we talk, as we watch Spock, you know, come back to himself, is to look for that relationship. That one is such a well. You know what I mean? It's you know this Kirk and Kirk and Spock. You know, brotherly, uh, uh, you know, respect for his, his, you know, his captain, his, his admiral, you know, all that, all, everything, you know, we know that relationship and we know this relationship with him and McCoy. And I, I just think the, I don't know, looking, looking for the McCoy Spock relationship is probably, um, it's easier to look for Spock's humanness in a way in right. this relationship because he's, you know, he's, he's kind of making sarcastic comments to in his own way to sarcastic comments to mccoy um and they're not here and it just right bugs me it's almost like i feel like uh it's really distracting because it's like wow this is like i'm trying to imagine if we had like just a different actor and a different vulcan altogether not spock but if you put a different vulcan in the scene is this how the scene would go down right if mccoy had approached that vulcan and just started to try a conversation would it be this dry and you know. Well, yeah, if it was Vulcan X, but if it's someone who knows McCoy, like let's say you put Savick in this scene, I yep. think I think the interaction would be different. Yep. But I think if you put, you know, whoever Vulcan, you know, Vulcan Jones in there, he, <laughs> uh, he he's probably going to be like, <clears throat> don't bother me, kid. Yeah, you know, like, almost you like bug, this. You, you're bugging me. Right. But I don't. But I don't feel Spock is. 
standoffish. I just think that he's he's focused on his task at hand. And again, the the relationship is is the dynamic has changed. So he's not he's not getting the subtleties of what McCoy is getting at or the little jokes that he's saying. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's fun to watch. So, I mean, like I said, I think I can, I can, I can save some more rants for, <laughs> for next minute. But the other, the other thing, the other note I had in here, it's fun to watch. If, if you just watch Spock's face during this minute, you know, right. as McCoy's talking, Spock is you know, not really looking at him for a lot of it, but he is making, he's reacting. So there's just, it's almost funny, funny reactions to, uh, to what's coming out of McCoy's mouth in this minute. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I had for this one. And that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this was a, I mean, it's a talkie. It's a, it's a talkie. With an evil pumpkin. <laughs> all right. Uh, should we wrap it up then? Sure. Sure. All right. Go well, folks, for it. Thank you, sir. Do it. You can, uh, I'm trying. Come on. All right. Folks, we'll be back on Wednesday, but in the meantime, uh, just want to ask everybody to, uh, if you haven't already, can you head out to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, great ratings, good reviews, subscriptions, all those things help uh, get the show out to uh, to a larger audience, and so we need your help doing that. Uh, so please and thank you. And uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday talking about Minute 20 of The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.